Hey everyone, I'm Gracie and welcome to Grace of a Military Child podcast. The world should know how unique military children are. We may look like normal children on the outside, but we go through some pretty extraordinary circumstances that shape us to the leaders we are today. That is the sole purpose of this podcast, to share our stories to the world. On today's episode, I want to give you a brief introduction to who I am and a little bit of my story. If you become a subscriber to the Grace of a Military Child podcast, you will hear more of my story and more of other military children's stories, so I really hope you stick around and you tell your friends. My story, I was born in 2002, not even a year after September 11th happened, and my dad was in the Army Reserve at the time and on a stateside deployment. Uh, fortunately, he was able to be there for my birth, but it also meant I was born right into the military life and the life of a military child. Uh, the following year, my sister Kaylee was born, and my dad got out of the military, so just over a year, I was a military child. In 2010, my dad got the itch again, so he re-enlisted into the Army Reserve. I don't remember the exact moment I found out he re-enlisted, but I was a daddy's girl, so I knew it was not going to be easy for me. By August of 2011, he was already getting ready to deploy to Afghanistan. It was not easy to say the least. Saying goodbye to him, I cried a lot. Most of my time following uh, his deployment day was spent on the couch crying because I could not say goodbye to him for a 400-day deployment. In both a good way and a bad way, that deployment was cut a little short. It was supposed to last just over a year, and it only lasted around four months. November 20th, 2011 is a day that is engraved in my mind forever. Being nine years old at the time, I don't remember the full story, But what I do remember is going grocery shopping that day for a care package we were going to mail out to him and the other soldiers over there to ensure it would get there by Christmas. We got home and we were unpacking the car and we received a phone call. I remember exactly where I was standing in our Ohio home and where my mom was standing as she dropped to her knees crying into the phone. She handed me her cell phone and told me to take my sister Kaylee and call our friend and tell her something happened to daddy and she needed to get to the house as soon as she could. So that's what I did. And one thing I will never forget is holding my eight-year-old sister and telling her everything was going to be okay, that daddy was going to be okay. Uh, So we packed our bags and some clothes and laundry baskets And less than an hour later, Kaylee and I were out of the house with some friends that uh, could help keep the two of us stable during this very uncertain time of what was happening. My mom ended up flying to Texas about a week later to spend some time with my dad. And both Kaylee and I were spending the next month with um, a friend before we flew to San Antonio, Texas to be reconnected with mom and dad. This was the first time we had seen dad since the incident and 
Um, he actually stepped on an IED or an improvised explosive device. And what I remember seeing um, walking in the hospital room at nine years old were a right leg amputation below the knee and a complete degloving of his medial left leg. His leg was um, completely bandaged up and he had a broken hand. Of course, the list goes on and on and on, but that's what I remembered seeing walking into the hospital room for the first time. The next three years after um, his injury, most would say, would probably be the hardest three years of my life. And while it was, it was also the best three years of my life. It may seem weird because, you know, I was living in and out of a hospital for those years, but I was so thankful that my dad came home. That was my priority at the time. And being surrounded by friends who understood the military life in some way, shape, or form made it so much easier to cope with what was going on. And that's why it's so important for a military child to be surrounded by people who understand what they're going through. If I were not surrounded by these people um, who ended up becoming lifelong friends and family, I don't know what would have happened. It would have been so hard. And... I know to fully understand the life of a military child, you actually have to live through it. But if I'm able to just help one civilian understand how a military child works, how they function, I've served my purpose. As a military child, we too can be successful. Uh, Think Shaquille O'Neal. He was a military child himself, and he actually graduated from the same school I went to in sixth grade. I have since... Moved to Florida, graduated high school in 2020 with a 4.67 GPA, all honors classes, and 19 college credits. I'm currently attending university at Florida Gulf Coast University, getting a bachelor's degree in health sciences, and from there I plan to move to Orlando and get my master's degree in athletic training. From there I hope to work for the WWE one day as one of their athletic trainers. My story could go on and on forever, but it is certainly not yet over. Thank you so much for tuning into the Grace of a Military Child podcast. For more inspiring stories like these, be sure to review, like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also find us on at Grace of a Military Child podcast on Instagram, and be sure to check out our YouTube page. If you are or know of a military child who would like to be featured on an episode of this podcast, DM us on Instagram. Be sure to tune in next week when we hear another inspiring story. Until then.